Hi, I'm Stephen. I play bass and sing in Swallow the Rat. Hi, this is Hayden from Swallow the Rat. Howdy, this is Brian from Swallow the Rat. Um, We're here to talk about a brand new record, South Locust. To start, could you run me through the timeline of the past few years, how you got to releasing South Locust, and has anything significant changed since the release of your debut record back in 2020? I mean, the band's changed in lineup since we did that first record. Um, we were a four-piece, and Sam um, chose to do different things after having, having a family and things like that. So ultimately, you know, the album was always going to be a bit different because um, there were with one less person, his voice isn't on it, and so, you know, songwriting isn't involved in it. Um, I suppose in what's different, you know, not not in just the absence of that person is, you know, I think we went for a bit more space, you know, on making this record. There's there's an opportunity there. So the, the band started, um, what was it, 2017 when I moved here. Um, my aspirations with the band were just to, I just moved to New Zealand, I didn't know what the music scene was like here, how things worked, and it was just to get in a room with people, make some music, and hopefully play a show. And we did that fairly quickly. Um, <laughs> and then we recorded a three song demo um, our three song it was a demo it was better than that uh, the first uh, seven inch we put out and um, so not only did I play a show I got to go to the studio here and record put something out and then that led into doing the next LP and all those songs all those songs developed pretty quickly um, I thought we put a lot of effort into arranging those songs but it was um, if uh, juvenile is the right word, but it was, you know, the start. It was at the beginning. Yeah, instinctual, yeah. Um, at that point, we we had several songs we were working on, and when we were on tour in 2020, we stopped at my friend Fred's studio in Clearfield, Pennsylvania, and recorded that four-song split EP that we came at. At that point, I think we had a few of these songs we were already starting to play around with. Play around with. And then when we got back, um, you know, the ill-fated tour, we hit New York City right when the city shut down with COVID, scrambled to get back to New Zealand, caught COVID, went into lockdown. And at that point, when we got out of lockdown, we just came back and started working on the songs that are self-locused. At that point, we just kept working at it through, I mean, there wasn't too much happening in New Zealand. We played a show and realized we could actually kind of go forward with what we're doing. Oh, that's right. Sam, Sam left like maybe um, six weeks before the show. We had booked a Cupid bar, um, low stress, but <laughs> but we uh, but we we decided just to go for it, and it, we didn't suck, at least in my humble opinion. And it was it was a scramble, right? <laughs> you know, because we, we had a whole set built around a whole different bunch of songs, and we had to write a whole new set. And essentially, the songs don't work without Sam. It's laughable to try to do them. And um, 
it'd be just better off doing something new, which is what we did. And then I don't know what the timeline may be within six months after that. Because no. we've been because we've been because we've been working on the new stuff. It was just it was like well that's that's where we're going to go, you know. Yeah. So we just kept, so we just carried on with that. And, yeah. and it was probably about a year <laughs> later we tracked it. So we probably spent a year writing, finishing off that record because we tracked it in December, I think. And that would that was in the middle of winter. I remember the print in twenty twenty when we'd just come out of lockdown. discussion around which song you wanted to start the album with? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think there was a group chat. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 I think we built various playlists, you know, just in SoundCloud, different orders, and then listened to them. But it sets out its credentials, as, you know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't um, tease you with a sort of... Yeah, it's not a slow burner. It's pretty immediate. I mean, musically, it's, I suppose, one of Brian's riffs. Yeah, I mean, it's just I mean, nothing really too special there. Just when I'm at home, I try to have a guitar in my hand, and then I get an idea and just keep honing it until it's presentable, and then um, see where it goes. But I think with this track, the arrangement was, it's pretty much true to the original arrangement. We changed it dynamically a little bit um, once the vocals came into it. but. We worked the music up, and then um, Stephen added the vocals to it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to my mind, I always heard that as kind of an HDUE kind of thing. Um, that's I'm not sure if that, that's kind of I how I feel about that song, as it feels like an HDU thing. And I suppose you know, from the melody at least, I wanted to do kind of a Tristan kind of thing where it goes low and high. That's kind of the thing that he does. So a little tribute to that. Um, I mean, from the subject matter, you know, it's um, about colonialisation, and a few of the songs on the record are about that. Um, and I suppose my role and place in New Zealand as a descendant of Pakia settlers who pinch land, and it's a bit of a, a few. A few of the songs on the record are me sort of grappling with that.
This song, um, what's unique about it is that it was completely arranged and written instrumentally. We went into the studio, recorded it, had no idea <laughs> what the vocals were going to sound like for it. And then Hayden snuck in and did a vocal track on it. We've recorded it with no vocals and no idea what the vocals would be. Yeah, when we... yeah when we, we did the, the studio, right? Yeah. I think this was a fairly protracted... Like, we, we played the song a lot and worked on it a lot. Like, there's that kind of... Dun, 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 just trying to get that feel right. Took a while, I think. You know, and it kind of landed on a sort of big black kind of feel. Yeah, you, I mean, you wouldn't know it from hearing it now, but the working title of this song was Red Hot Chili Peppers because he thought it sounded like a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. It was a little funky. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is weird. Which is weird. Where, where, where the, the truth comes out, I was skirting around it. It took a while to get through, um, to get it away, and I still sometimes struggle with the set list on my little song. I was like, chilly. ballads <laughs> one of my riffs yeah um that came in at least the first the first half of it pretty fully formed as far as words and things like that and i had a a bridge which was mm, a bit high hum yeah i have an ongoing joke that Stephen can't write a bridge so any <laughs> any song he comes up we got to rewrite it 
Um, everything goes through the, the filter before yeah. it comes out. Yeah. Everything gets twisted around and pulled apart and put back together yeah, with yeah. us. And look, Brian came up with that that second half of it, which is magnificent, and it does make the song. And then it was kind of interesting. There were no lyrics for that last bit. And Hayden came on with those sort of chanted vocals because we, we were doing all the vocal, most of the vocals at our studio. Then I'd come in, you know, I, I was just like, I was quite inspired by what you did. And so I was like, oh, I think I've got something to add to that. I think I can do something to that. And I just went in by myself um, late, late at night. Um, and came up with the words and did that over three or four hours, just line underneath by line, a, line so by like line, a, like a spoken word underneath sort of thing, which That's is weird. So your your initial vocals and gave me the idea to do something, and then yeah. and then I, and then and that in turn gave you the idea to yeah. do the other part. Yeah, and that that whole thing for me vocally was, you know, I've always kind of been often bellowed out songs, you know, and it was trying to sing it really really quietly, and seeing what that was like seeing if I could do that and would, would that work.
Yeah, so Cave, I've been, you know, playing on bass for a while, and this is probably the last song I brought to the to the group before we went into the studio. Yeah. So it was quite fresh to to us as a band, but for me, I'd been working on it, and um, so it came together quite quickly. Really, it was just a case of working out the um, phrasing for the vocals to finish it. Really. But then Brian added some pretty cool guitar. I had an idea for the guitar and sort of said, oh, you know, something like this. But then I know that Brian's always going to make it add, add that flavour. Um, <laughs> but also on the verses, he did actually um, come up with some cool guitar as well. He has, he has a couple of skills to his Yeah, he's, he's good. He's good at coming um, out. <laughs> and the bass part is, it moves a certain way. And I just kind of wanted the guitar part to move like um, against the grain over it, mm. which I... Um, the approach I was taking for the verse on that and then the chorus, um, I just wanted it to be open. And then on the bridge, um, that's the part Hayden wrote. And I was playing it wrong and in the studio. <laughs> he uh, came in and corrected me. And um, I think that was the actual take is just me playing it right the first time. <laughs> and that's that. I, play, I, I believe I play it better now, but... <laughs> <laughs>
I was just going do 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 do, and what, without what? nothing, without thinking about it on the base. And I think one of you guys, oh, that sounds cool. We used to call it wire because we thought it was kind of like a wire song. Yeah, kind of like '80s wire. It was a jam, and then I think I just fleshed it out. You know, added a, added the chorus and the and and, and the bridge, uh, nice simple bridge. Yeah, and got Haley um, Smith from Dead Little Penny. And again, you know, for that we no plan there. So do you want to come in and do some vocals? Um, let them do their thing. It was quite an old song. It's probably one of the oldest songs, almost I'd say, in its initial gestation. I mean. I do want to say that we did polish up that bridge and redactors. Uh, that <laughs> <laughs> it was the what? It's the same chords he presented, but they're. Uh, <laughs> I, I just kind of let it sit. <laughs> it's, it's, I, 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 I was gonna, I gave you the opening before, and, you know. You did. I didn't take it. No, no you didn't. Think, you know, thinking about. I was laying it, it out. Yeah. On the cat. On I the reversed plate. the drumming in that bridge so that it didn't fall on the same. Um, pattern is the rest of it just to try and turn it inside out to try yep. and make it interesting so I, I reversed everything and it's all on the yeah it's it's not on the one yeah and, that's no, and then yeah you're not on the one I'm on the one and you're then you're kind of a, you're rotating around, around it, it yeah. that sort of happens all the way through because you with the guitar it's sort of doing this sort of um, even through all the verses it's kind of got this yeah my, descending sort of um, because the the verse ends on the same note as the chorus. I didn't want it to line up perfectly, and I want it to be like a circular thing. So when it doesn't completely play through the third time on the verse, and it starts on the chorus. Yeah, and there's another funny thing on Redactors of the vocal. Like I've always, you know, sound, you know, Sound of Vision by David Bowie. You know how he's got, he'll do that. Here's that low line, then he goes up high, and I've always, always wanted to do a song where I did that. And so, like that first bit, you know, it's lower, and then I go higher up to say the redactive dilemma. And that's my little kind of sound and vision kind of rip. Oh, I didn't know that. Do it once, you can sell it.
Um, I mean, the genesis of it was just a just uh, some riffs that I was working on that we we built up and um, played with it quite a bit because we Hayden and Steve in particular working on the dynamics at the end of it, um, how to how to make it work mm-hmm. um, and not be what was happening at the beginning was oh we're just dragging it out way too long. So we cut it down yeah. you, you to make had, it more impactful. You had that riff, the sort of the guitar riff, and then I think I came up with the bass line, which kind of changes the chords underneath that, and underneath your kind of almost loop that you play. Yeah, yeah. There were, yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of little um, dynamic um, tricks and things that took a while to figure out to to get it to where it was from, because we had been jamming on it for a while, but it did develop quite a bit. Yeah, and then, the rhythm thing at the end took a long time to get, um, for it, me at least. Yeah, it's Hayden's favourite song on the record because it's the only one that starts on drums. <laughs> <laughs> you can see this guy's got the court jester role in the band. <laughs> um, ultim- but bringing, no, no, Tom, no. bringing Tom in though, I think, like, we had, we had, this, we had it all down and then Stephen was like, I'm gonna get Tom in. Yeah. <laughs> and I was and like, "What do you? What's he gonna do?" And I was like, "Oh, really?" And then, and then when I heard it back, I was like, "Genius." Yeah. Uh, and again, <laughs> we had a really good night with Tom. Like I've shared stages with Tom since the early 2000s. You know, um, no, a good friend. And um, yeah, we he came up with his friend Quentin and a whole lot of beer, a couple of bottles of wine, a couple of bottles of wine. And that was that, yeah. And look, he did those those harmonies, and they're just that like every verse that he does on those harmonies. I'm not sure if you can hear them super well, but they're in the they're in the back, yeah. And they're just really Tom. That's like you know his approach to melody is really unique and awesome, and just added heaps. And then the 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 choruses. Um, Makata thing. Um, it's kind of funny in the recording because by the time we got to that, we were pretty far gone. And if you listen to back to the recordings, they're really distorted. Because <laughs> um, I was not paying attention. I was like, yeah, this is great. Not paying attention to the levels at all. But because it clips really nicely. But uh, if you listen to those, they're, they, they're blown out.
Brian from Swallow the Rat here. You're listening to Totally Wired. This is Hayden's final call. You're listening to Totally Wired with Hunter. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, kia ora, it's Stephen here from Swallow the Rat. You're listening to Totally Wired. Ciao. I don't know. I, I work with zillions of Italians. It's like exciting. I think you won again, Brian. I think you won again. I always won. <laughs>